0: hello everybody welcome back to the conversation series i am thrilled today coming all the way from london to have liz newcomer here Um, she is a marathon runner but also has an incredible podcast the resiliency and running podcast um, that i am a huge follower in as a runner myself and so excited to have her here to share her story and i'm going to turn it over to her and let her introduce herself
1: Thank you so much, Danielle. Um, I'm very excited to be on the podcast. I, yeah, I don't know what to say to, about myself, but yeah, I started the Resiliency and Running podcast um, when I started running myself um, kind of mid-2020, and it's just been a thing that I've kept um, all these years, and it's really sort of brought me to meet so many cool different people, and I think similarly, you probably know that you it's it's such a great chance to meet so many people around the world. And so, yeah, I'm very excited to be here. Very excited um, just to, yeah, happy to be here.
0: Very cool, very cool. And so I wanna hop into your running first to kind of set the stage for your podcast. You've done London Marathon twice. You've done Berlin and you've done Paris Marathon. Yeah. Taking it back. (laughs) You've just started doing these marathons, but when did running begin for you? Is this a very new thing? Did you run when you were younger, when you were in college? How did how did running come into your life?
1: So I essentially, like, I grew up playing sports loads and it was never like only running. It was always sports. So mostly like I played soccer for 10 years. I played volleyball and basketball here and there. So like, obviously you have those conditioning workouts incorporated, but I think when, when I was playing sports, when I was younger, it was always like, oh, I really dread conditioning and I don't want to run. And I, I think it was easier because it was like with sports, you kind of have like, okay, well I'm running towards the ball or I'm, you know, playing with my teammates and I, um, and yeah, I think it was like college where I kind of started to really start running, but it actually really started in like high school. So I went to high school for the first two years in Southern California. Yep. Then we moved to Washington um, to a little town called Bellingham yep. and completely started over with like friends and stuff. And I was at a very different part of my life I was going through an eating disorder I was really struggling to make friends at the age of 16 and you know in a new small town Absolutely. and running was kind of like it was kind of like a you know a, a nice thing for me to escape I was never like I wasn't wearing like a watch at the time I didn't track anything I would just go to the park and run a few laps and just do it for like you know the the after feeling of just like yeah. that endorphin high And so it really wasn't until like probably, you know, college, I was running consistently like really short mileages, like two to three miles with Mm -hmm. like maybe a 10 K at most on the weekends. And then it was really like when I um, was coming out of like a heartbreak kind of thing, um, 2019. And um, yeah, I, I trained for my first half. I loved it. And for some reason after the half marathon, I just couldn't stop running 13 miles on the weekend and then I just one day it was like let me try going a little bit further and then it was 17 miles 18 miles 19 miles and so I almost kind of like fell into it in a very unstructured way but for the past few years that I've done these five marathons like I've never had a coach it's always been you know me just going and finding the plans online and I I now have a coach going into the next year because I figured out that I can't do this for this yep. long on my own, Yeah, but yeah, it's kind of, it's something that I, I always, I think I always looked at as something that I was interested in, but when I was younger, I really looked at like, for example, cross-country runners in like middle school and high school, and I compared my body and said, I don't feel like I have the runner's body and I don't feel like I'm fast enough. I don't feel like I would fit in. And I just feel like it would be a waste of time if I ever tried out. Yep. And so I never went for it unless it was like on my own time and like by myself.
0: And Berlin has been your PR with 410. What's yeah. the goal that you would, that you want to be under?
1: Um, so I've got, yeah, I've got Manchester Marathon in April, and then I got into Chicago for next fall. And I think the ultimate goal that would be incredible is getting a Boston qualifier and being able to go and run Boston. Um, I think like my immediate next goal is definitely to get under four hours and get more into the three hour zone. Yep. Um, and so hence why the coach where yep. cause I, I think I, you know, you, you have that feeling where like, you know, that you've got it, yep. like, but yep. someone needs to help me like dig that out because yep. I can't do it on my own.
0: I've always like, I, I was the cross country kid. I, I had the coaches that, you know, yelled at me yeah. faster during races. So it's funny today. Now I don't have a coach either right now as I'm doing this half marathon bucket list, but it's so in my head that those four years that I was on cross country, I still hear my coaches when I'm not doing the things that
1: Mm. they would yell
0: at me about, I still have them in my head. I'm like, I was like, this sucks sometimes (laughs) because I hear them still (laughs) yelling at me. Um, But it's things that have helped me carry through. They'd always used to yell at me, eyes up, eyes up, or when you're going up the hill, small feet. And so it's always small things that I carry with me, um, but mm. it is funny. I still hear my coaches um, yelling at me whenever I do races now, so. I love it. <laughs> it's been a while too, so I'm like, oh, oh, thank you so much. How many races are you doing now per year? Are you doing two a year? Are you looking to stay at two? Um,
1: like, if we're talking races, is it, is it just marathons?
0: Let's do marathon. Like how many marathons are you doing per year right now?
1: Um, I did three this past year and I'd like to do three next year. Um, I'm, I'm kind of thinking, I'm trying to decide for like a December marathon. So yeah. like a winter marathon, which I've yeah. never like done one in the winter, but I'm deciding between Valencia marathon and the California international marathon, which yeah. I think my friend, Emmeline just ran that. I think she's also been on the podcast. Yes. Um, yeah. so yeah, both really good ones in December in yes. warm places, um, warm parts of the world, which would be awesome in December, yeah. Yeah. but yeah, three, three marathons is kind of where I'm at at the moment.
0: I was thrilled to see her finish this marathon, um, and not in a wheelchair. Did
1: yes. Yeah. <laughs> that was hilarious. <sighs>
0: Um, and then you do other 5k and 10k races as well, which I'm, you, I'm so impressed with because you come in first or very high up in metal position, um, which is so impressive to begin with.
1: I've only, I've only done it once in a 5k, but it was, it was really shocking to me because it was something that I had signed up for because my partner was out of town on a work trip and my friend said, why don't you sign up for this with me? It's during, you know, one of the evenings during the week, which I was like, that's perfect. That'll, you know, get me out during the work week um, right. and like doing something. Yes. And it was probably the worst weather for a race. It was like pouring down torrential rain. Like yeah. it was really windy as well. So it felt yeah. like the wind was pelting at your face, Yes. but I mean despite the conditions it was just like it was awesome and it was just really good to finish and yeah i've only recently like i i used to only do half marathons and marathons and i have kind of started to delve into the 5ks and the 10ks and learning very quickly that you know running these shorter distances and racing these shorter distances really helps your half marathon and you know longer distance race times
0: that's what I love about the training plan that I do is the, it breaks it out and I actually have a 5k race in my training plan as mm-hmm. well as a 10k race. So I'm like, it's in the middle of the eight and nine miles for the 10k, but I'm able to really feel like I'm in a race environment leading up to the half marathon. Yeah. Because you're doing the 12 weeks of training and you just don't have that race mentality. Mm -hmm. Usually when you get into a race, you are jazzed up, you're with everybody else that's really excited. You probably go out faster than you need to go out. Um, But it helps just get that feeling and those emotions ready. Um, Yeah, it does come time for half marathon time or marathon time, I guess.
1: Yeah. No, I love what you mentioned about how you you're doing this bucket list thing of doing a half marathon in every state. I think that's so cool.
0: Yeah, it's been, it's been super enjoyable. Um, and the best part, like I've gotten to travel to the place, like the races I've done so far are are states that I've been to beforehand, but I've so enjoyed because it's maybe not places that I've ever run in before. So getting to run Mm -hmm. in Bellevue, Washington Never been to the Bellevue side, never had gotten to see that side. Um, And it was so beautiful. It was so much fun. And I absolutely loved it. And it's carried through to other states. And so it's just really exciting to get to see all these places for the first time and get to run in them for the first time as well. It's not boring, that's for sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a great way to see a new city.
0: Absolutely. Hopping into uh, resiliency and running... I want to just start with what made you decide to start this very podcast? Why this topic?
1: Um, so it was actually like a book topic to begin with. And it was something that like, it was just something I saw so many people doing their own things in 2020. And I was like, I've always wanted to write a book, but I just don't know what about. Yeah. Um. And so I started to sort of write these chapters of different aspects of my life in relation to like, the resiliency both mentally and physically that you feel that can be in relation to running so when I like really first and like it was it was something that you know was a book idea that I kept editing and my friend was like she was the one to say like you know if you have a podcast instead of a book yeah. you can always like branch out of topics you can yeah. you know build on topics um, and yeah it was kind of when I first started it I said that it was like the resiliency in running and it's the physical aspects of like actually running, but it's also like the mental aspects of like, you know, if you've ever like run from things in your life and if you've struggled with things. And so I wanted to kind of relate the mental health aspect as well. Cause I think mental health has been such a big, important part of my life um, so far.
0: But what I love about following you on Instagram is That once a month you guys get together and you do these runs. You have like this book aspect connected to your platform as well. How have you grown your community? Like what has that growth been like for you?
1: Um, It's been like, I think only recently, really in the past, like earlier this year when the podcast turned to just kind of in that spring summer portion of the year, I really was starting to see a lot of growth in the podcast. And I think that's something that I knew going into building a podcast and creating a podcast was like, you're not going to have a ton of listens your first year or so. And so it was really cool to like watch the podcast turn two and, you know, also kind of branch that out into TikTok as well. And like, that was a lot more of like you know, I can meet people much easier than say like with the podcast, like, yeah, you know, people might follow the podcast, Instagram, and maybe comment on some of the stuff, but it's nicer when I'm actually showing more of like the stuff that I do talk about on the podcast. And like, you know, when I tell you about that race, I'll show you the video from the race. And so it all like really the community aspect actually came from someone had commented that she was visiting London and she was like, it would be really great if we could like, if, you know, if you did like a running event and we could all meet you. And I was like, would people actually really want that? And I kind of put it out there and I got a list of about 20 or so people. And now it's kind of become this monthly thing that we do where we pick a different park every month and we, yeah, just go and run a 5k. And then we always go for coffee and like treats after, but it's, it's been really cool because it, it gives me an opportunity, especially as an adult to kind of make friends and like yeah. meet other like-minded people. I think that's one of the hardest things about being an adult. is just like, suddenly it's so hard to make friends.
0: Yes. No, that's so beautiful though. And that's what, when I was doing my research on you, that's what I loved so much is that you had people coming out every month and there was running together is such a, you always Or try to find a group to run together with because it just makes the running a little bit easier Um, and you just feed off of each other. So I I loved seeing that um, and that you had a community build around that. That was so cool to see. Do you have something in your mind of planning for 2023? Like, this is what we're talking about. This is where I want to take the podcast. It's a very serious question, but is there a growth (laughs) mindset you have for resiliency and running?
1: Um, I mean, I'd really love to take it like a step further. I I'm not sure exactly how yet. I think something that's always been at the forefront of my mind is like, you know, creating like merch. So like hats and things, um, that say resiliency and running, um, and I was really wanting to do that when I was like fundraising as well for some of these marathons. Mm. But I think it's always it can be kind of hard when you're you've got to juggle that day job with Absolutely. your passion. Absolutely. And so I think I just never ended up finding the time. And you know, I I'd like to make it a goal in 2023 yeah. to just kind of like branch out more. Um, and just like I've been speaking to some people recently in terms of like you know creating the personal brand on LinkedIn and sharing the podcast on a place like LinkedIn. And and I I saw yours and I was just like, I've never thought of LinkedIn in that sense. But yeah, I guess, you know, I I, I kind of want to just let it kind of continue to organically grow, but also like maybe start putting some more time and effort into it.
0: I'm a massive proponent of LinkedIn. I I created it back when I was a freshman in college and it's carried through. And as this has grown, it's almost turned into a little bit of an Instagram page for me um, Mm -hmm. and how I think about it. And there's been a ton of growth this year as the episodes have been more consistent. Um, But I always make a really conscious effort that whoever my guests are, I invite them to the page as well so they can continue to, hear what other speakers come on um but it's I, i've really looked at it and focused on it as a okay maybe two to three times a week sharing a video or a clip from something or is it um, a tips something like that it's just been a really nice page to be able to grow the podcast um in a different view of people commenting on how they interact with podcasts, um, in the business Mm. world and business minded people.
1: Mm, mm. Yeah. I never thought of it that way. Really cool.
0: It's been interesting. That's for sure. I, I tell you, I learned so much from each platform that, uh, that I'm on. And, um, this one definitely has its learning for you for running is just a very mental sport using the name of the podcast. Um, it running takes a great amount of resiliency. How do you work through that? How do you work through the tough times when you're running?
1: Um, I definitely say that I really, yeah, I do kind of utilize running for that mental health aspect and really being able to start my day um, in such a way that I can kind of feel like I've got that pocket of time in the morning. That's just for me. Uh And, you know, I know that like Each of those runs is going to build towards some of my bigger goals, and I think that that helps when, you you know, you're going through like a really busy week at work, or you know, you're struggling with deadlines or something personal, you know, and the family is going on. But I think that running always helps me sort of like almost like take a deep breath, even though like when you're running, you're actually like really like. Quickly breathing, it actually yep. feels like more of a deep breath for me, and I think it's it's really helped me through. Like when when I go back and think of like you know all this tough stuff that I've been through, every time that I've gone on a run, and you just feel like that release of like okay, I can breathe, absolutely, it's okay, you know, and just it reminds you to to take things like one day at a time.
0: Absolutely, um, I whenever I'm having a bad day, I'm like I just need to go run, I just need to go pound the pavement, get it out of me get whatever is bothering me. And it's it is it's that way of just breathing and letting it go. Um, and mm. it, it's like the nicest breath of fresh air. Um, and right now, very cold air, but still breath of fresh air.
1: Definitely, yeah.
0: With, I have found that doing these half marathons and just keeping the training going, it's been a lot easier for me to just keep the momentum I'm sure with you doing three marathons or your, your goal of doing three marathons a year, it keeps you pretty going as well from the prep to running the race. And then you're just done. How do you get from that runner's high and work through that post race blues? Um, and the kind of, what do I do now feelings? How do you work through that?
1: I think that's, it's for me, I always have stuff lined up because I fear that feeling. And like, I I spoke to Emily on my podcast about like, cause she went through like those post race blues and she really spoke about them. And I think that, um, it's, it's definitely something that like, not I wouldn't say like I fear, but I think it's just something that like, you know, you go through so much training for this one day and then like, suddenly it's just over And I think that like, I've seen other people, you know, for example, going through Chicago marathon last year, really like helping with like their, you know, that, that post-race period of like, okay, maybe they'll take to Instagram and like, you know, share photos from the race over time, you know, every few weeks so that they're continuing to talk about it and keeping that as like, okay, I remember I just did this thing rather than focusing on the fact of like, okay, what do I do now? And I know that like, post-race recovery as well, looks super different for everyone. And I think like after my very first marathon, I definitely needed like a week or two off and my legs were like jello. And I think like with the five marathons now I've gotten to a point where like, I don't need, I don't find that I need as much post-race recovery, but I've also been very vocal with my new coach of I I'm very disciplined and I will always go for runs, but I really struggle with the rest element. And I really, I have really seen that recently, like going through an ankle injury that I've been sort of recovering from the past few weeks of like, you know, that run where I did sprain my ankle, I 100% in my head was like, this doesn't feel right. I don't actually want to go for this run. And like, it felt more of like, I'm just doing this to do it. But I think like the past few weeks, I've really been learning how important, like the rest element of running is and how important that actually feeds into your overall journey because it's not just that one race you know a lot of people want to continue running for you know years
0: yep and it's so funny i did um i did three half marathons within 70 days toward the end of this year um i did i did bellevue and then i did um one in georgia and then one here in north carolina and after that it was so close in time and i just kept going like i had that week of rest and i'm much like you i'm like i i can't sit still so i was like i was yeah. back in the gym i was on the bike i was doing stuff because i i hate not working out because it, it was so much so much part of my life um but keeping that momentum going with those races after i got done with the third one I knew my next one wasn't until February. So I had about 3 weeks in between that I was like it's harder now for me to get back into training because mm-hmm. I've grown like such like in this place of hard to get up. Where's my momentum? I'm having mm-hmm. trouble getting that momentum back.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean I I'm finding that as well. I think like I've had really like two weeks of not, I've done a few runs, but yeah. you know, not too many. And like at points where I wasn't really fully recovered. So it didn't feel like I was fully back really running. Yeah. And so I think what was interesting though, is when I went into this injury, like the day that it happened, yeah. I had such a big fear of, you know, I I, I, I was fearful that I was going to fear this anxiety of, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing my plan I'm not able to do the last two weeks of my training plan and I've been so consistent for the past 10 weeks or however long and I had this like really anxious thought that like oh god I'm gonna like really struggle with this you right. know not being able to go out and run right and actually I found almost like the opposite and almost like my body was like no you you really need to like chill out because you know you've been really going like go 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 for a while yeah um and I'm not going to lie, I'm definitely, I'm definitely nervous in terms of like getting back into that routine. Yeah. Um, Like I've got a half tomorrow and then, you know, I might do some runs in between now and Christmas and just kind of try to slowly get back into that routine of like, you know, running five, six days a week before I really start, you know, another plan in the new year. Okay. But I definitely get that. It's like, it's that yeah. mental, like, yeah you know, I worked so hard to get to this place where I can do this consistently. I don't want to lose it.
0: Yeah. And it's almost like I did two within two weeks and that was hard. And I found that I was like, okay, I can't do that because between the first one I did and the second, it was probably about six weeks. And I was like, it was enough time for me to recover for one and then kind of just jump back in where my weekly runs were back up to five miles. And I went straight into eight as my long run. Um, but I was like the two weeks in between, I was like, that's a little tight. That's, that's a little, like my body in the third one did not feel the greatest. So I, uh, I learned my lesson there, but it is almost like, okay, I've got this one in February. Is there now one in April that I can sign up? Okay. Is there, it's like an every other month kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I'll sit down maybe once or twice a year and like kind of plan it out. And then just like, you know, buy all the different registration fees and like make sure that I'm like, definitely have a place in each of these. But it's almost like an assurance of like, I know that once I finish this, I'll then need to start training for the next one. So I'll be fine.
0: I just registered for one next December because it just happened last weekend. So I was like, okay, there's my December race. I've got my February. Where do we fill in the rest of the year? Um, It's so hard though to train, I was cursing myself this past summer training for the washington one um because it was in the dead of summer here mm-hmm. and so i cursed it the whole way the whole 12 weeks and i looked at everybody and i said if i ever sign up for another race where i have to travel through a uh, train through the summer please hit me because i've learned my lesson it was awful um But it probably will end up that I will probably sign up for another race and train during the summertime again.
1: You always you always think that you won't. And like it just you turn around and you do it again. But I think as well, like I like I'm kind of the opposite. So I love summer training because like summer in the UK is like it's nice. It's not like humid or hot like too often. I struggle with winters and like just like trying to like because there's a whole science behind it of like you know, how many layers, what kind of layers and like, yeah. you know, how are you going to layer up certain parts of your body yeah. and like, you know, but you have to dress for 10 yeah. degrees cooler. And like, yeah. I remember like my first winter trying to train and like wearing too many layers and like being really hot by the second mile. And I kept, I was so frustrated on some of my runs that I was like, I'm never going to train for like, you know, a spring marathon in the winter right. ever again. Right. But, here I am again.
0: Yep. Yep. You always say it, it comes right back around to you. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm afraid that I probably, it's going to kill me again because I, I am the opposite here. It is humid. It is like 85 degrees by 6 AM. And I'm like, this is going to suck. And we're going to sweat. And we're just going to have to take a cold shower when we get home. And that's what exactly. It is. Yeah. <laughs> what are your, what do you, some of your must-haves when you're running are you a water bottle in the hand are you a vest are you a music no music what is what does race uh Liz look like
1: um definitely headphones which I know not everyone recommends and it's especially with some of the big city marathons lots of people have told me like you shouldn't be wearing headphones for like London and Berlin and Paris and I'm like like yes, there are like crowds that are cheering, but I always think about the in betweens when like there yep. is no crowd and I need something to keep me going. Um, something that I will try new next year, I think, is um for the past five marathons I've always worn a water vest, like a hydration vest, and yep. carried my own water, okay. like a big like two liter sack of water on my back, yeah, basically. Yeah. And I think next year I'd like to try training without it and running these marathons without it, because like ever since I heard that New York, you can't actually wear a hydration vest. I'm like, okay, I know that I want to run that one one day. And I think in general, I always tend to kind of like, you know, I'll wear the backpack, I'll bring a ton of water, a ton of gels. And I always find that like, I don't finish all my water during these marathons I don't sometimes I don't end up having all my gels because I get to mile 18 and I'm like I'm going to vomit if I have another gel (laughs) um so it's it's kind of I'm I'm going to be testing out new things and different like you know things that'll go around your waist instead of carrying it on your back but I've heard from loads of people that like your style of running changes so much when you're wearing a vest versus when you're without one but yeah, I can't do the water bottle in the hands. I, I hate having things like holding things.
0: Yeah. So. I, I do headphones. I can't like, I can do maybe four without, and then I'm like, guys, I got, I need something. I need some really hard music to just get me through this and kind of keep the beat going. Um, but I am very much a music. I actually listen to movies. Um, oh. what I do. So, thank god for top gun maverick because that's been the one that has gotten me through training this year um, That's
1: awesome i've never heard of that listening to a movie
0: yeah it's um there are so top gun is the one i've been doing this year um my all-time favorite movie is miracle it's about the usa uh, uh 1980 hockey team mm-hmm. um and i'm a massive hockey fan so i that movie inside it out to the point where i can kind of just see it as i'm running mm. um but it just keeps me like focusing on something else people do podcasts and things like that but i'm like this is a little bit more entertaining for me <laughs>
1: yeah I, i've heard of like i know of a friend who like listened to books and i was like yeah. You know i really wish that i could i really wish that i was like that intelligent but like i quite literally need like some hard edm to like just like be banging in my ears and just like so i don't hear like my own heavy breathing yes
0: and it's so funny that you were talking about goo that way i've heard so many people that um are that do marathons that get so far in the marathons and i've had so many of the goo or whatever there is and their stomach just locks up on them to the point mm-hmm. where they're like i have to go to the bathroom like i am not going to make it through this race
1: so that's the only thing that i've been really fortunate with is that i've never had to stop to use the restroom okay. but I, that's also my biggest fear yeah. so you'll always find me at the like um they call them poor to here. Okay. Um, but I I'll, I will literally go like about three times before a yeah. marathon yeah. just out of fear of like, you know, panicking and being like, I, I can't pee. I just, I won't allow myself to pee for the next however many hours.
0: Yeah, no, it is. Uh, it's, I think when I was talking to Emily and we did misconceptions about runners and I was like, that's the one that people think that runners just do all the time is that during races, we just, PR pants I'm like you know we do have porta potties and bathrooms
1: yeah
0: a races so we can at least try to get as much of that done as possible before we start
1: yeah exactly
0: my last question for you Liz is just what inspires you
1: man that's a big question um <laughs> I, I'd say a number of things inspire me I think there are a lot of different runners that I do sort of look up to um, I. Um I definitely am inspired by uh, my dad and my grandpa. They were both more so distance runners than I ever was when I was younger. Yeah. Um, and my, I remember my dad used to try and get me into it, into running. And I would always come up with excuse after excuse yeah. that would always end up with us turning around and going home. So I think like, even though I, I hated it as a kid, I'm grateful uh-huh. that like I had that and that my dad and I can still, you know, have that between us, but. i definitely say family is definitely um most inspiring thing to me
0: i um i love to say that i was the one who started my family in running um i did my first half marathon in the eighth grade and then it spurred the rest of my family on to do a half marathon so it's (laughs) it's become a very family thing um that my dad and i still we're we're the ones that do races together um and we do go on runs and stuff like that so it's i i love having that relationship with him um he we don't uh he lives about 10 minutes away and i'm like hey you want to go to the trail and do a long run and um he's very much game to do it uh so he i i love having that relationship with him as well
1: Yeah, I will say similarly, when I ran my first marathon, um, my dad suddenly was just like, suddenly training and doing more runs to run a marathon. He didn't like sign up for a race, but it just happened to the point like, he just kept training. And one day he kind of just, I don't know, woke up and decided. Yeah. And he ran a marathon like throughout Bellingham and like, (laughs) did it like all on his own. And yeah, it's just, I think he's, he's kind of done with like the races. I did try yeah. and get everyone to sign up for a turkey trot when I was at home and <laughs> I got a big fat no. So yeah. that was, that was a fail, but hopefully I'm getting some of them to come to Chicago yeah. to see me run. Um yeah. Cause it, it, it is always really, really awesome to be running and seeing your family at some point in the race. Um, I remember when this year when I ran London Marathon with my partner, yeah. um, his family was somewhere on Tower Bridge, which is like a big part of yeah. you know running across Tower Bridge. And um, he he said like, that was like, that was what I needed. And like, you know, just like seeing them running over, yeah. giving them a quick hug and a high five. And like, that really spurred me on. And yeah. I really think that there's nothing like seeing your family during yeah. a race.
0: Yes, I my North Carolina one, it was much like the 5k you ran it was it was on our coast and we had a bad storm roll through it was raining i was drenched i probably mile 10 mile 11 i was like i don't know if i can finish this i was like to the point of tears and i saw my aunt paget and she just started running with me and i was like okay i can do this i can finish this but it was it is when you see family or you have friends there whatever it is you get that extra boost of like okay people are here i'm okay i can continue this it's just like that nice warm hook to keep going
1: <laughs> yeah yeah 100 percent.
0: yeah liz i appreciate you coming on here and talking with me if you do not listen to the resiliency and running podcast please go check it out It is amazing. And if you're a runner, this is the podcast that you need to listen to. Um, But Liz, I'm so excited to see your races in 2023 um, and follow along on all your training.
1: Thank you so much for having me. And I'm so excited to watch you take off all of these um, half marathons around the freaking US. Like, I can't imagine how number 50 will feel. So I'm excited to see you do it.
0: I'm very excited um I think a lot of people are really amped up for me to go do Hawaii because I think I'll have a few takers who will want to go and do that one
1: that would be awesome that would be I I feel like that would just be like the cherry on top of yes. like the best state to finish in <laughs> yes
0: I feel like it'd be a nice little two week two week vacation that I can go and really yeah. be like all right I'll see you guys when I could in a few weeks
1: <laughs> yeah no yeah. I definitely do that
0: yes Thank you so much, Liz. I really appreciate it. And as always, I will see you guys back here next time. Bye, y'all.